Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access, but how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings by filling at your own hospital pharmacies? Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx Benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies, from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years, and our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems, with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan. Welcome, Ashra listeners. I'm your co-host, Luke Kerrigan. I'm here with our other co-host live, live. Bo, Bo, Bo Bravo. Ashra 23, this is awesome. Ashra 23 in Charlotte. We have the pleasure of having Tim Jurgensen with us right now, who is the Senior Vice President of Chief uh, Chief Employee Experience Officer at Covenant Health. And that's in Massachusetts, correct? That's correct. And, uh, Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Indeed. Tim, you're our first guest of the conference. We couldn't be happier to have you on. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you're passionate about, and then we'll just jump right in. Well, uh, one of your pre-questions just was about my journey, and it's it's not a... The journey that some folks would expect. Um, actually, I started out as a, a, a violin player in the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. No. And uh, and then I had an opportunity to play viola in the Chicago Symphony. Really? Absolutely. And that part of my life, all of a sudden, I found myself leading uh, an instructional design group for Arthur Anderson in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. So, quite a transition. Um, and then from that point, I started and ran and sold a, a consulting firm, an HR consulting firm. Um, grew to about 100 consultants. We had a, a, an office in Indianapolis and an office in Vienna, Austria. We did a lot of work um, outside of the U.S. And then from that point, I decided I, I really, after I sold the company, I really wanted to see if I could make it as an employee. <laughs> and uh, um, and that I've worked for Lilly, I've worked for Cummins, and I got into healthcare. I've been in healthcare for about the past 15 years and, uh, and just really excited about being in, a, in a, an employee experience, not HR. We don't call ourselves HR sure. because we think the employee experience is uh, absolutely connected with uh, the patient experience. So we call ourselves the employee experience function at, at Covenant Health. I would imagine with your background in music, and instruments that, you know, when we think of musicians, you think of people very creative, artistic. Uh, that has to play a role in even what you bring to the table uh, today. Creativity, innovation, new things. It, it really, teamwork and leadership. 
because the orchestras that I played in, even though we were the same players, uh-huh. if we we were only as good as the conductor on the podium. Really? Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, uh, so I, I've taken a lot from the experiences of being both a player in an orchestra and a conductor. I had an opportunity to do that a few times, too. Wow. And, uh, and really understand how important clarity of vision is. So if I don't know what the piece is supposed to sound like as a conductor... How am I going to get the orchestra to come with me? Yeah. You know? And then making sure that every orchestra member feels like they're appreciated, that that even one missing would make a difference in, in the outcome of, of the final God, performance. That's so cool. It's such a unique journey. So walk me through, like, so what age was this? How much years did how many years did you spend as a musician? And then walk us through, you know, having your own company. It's not a typical, it's a very unique right, uh, career right. path and journey. Well, you know, as is musicians i started when i was very young so i was pretty much finished with my music career i I realized that even though that was my life dream um if i was going to have a family and and not work 18 20 hours a day seven days a week and be on the road on a bus and doing this and that type i i needed to do probably something different but by the time i was uh 25 years old um i I was doing something different. And it's, it's a long story in terms of how I got to Arthur Anderson, but that was my first job in business, um, managing wow. a, a, a team of instruction designers um, yeah. for the audit group. So so interesting. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, you can just imagine, or I'm imagining now, just, you know, a musician at that level, and you're playing in an orchestra, the discipline it took to get there, to learn your craft, hone your craft, pay attention, follow instructions, the conductor, all of those things have to come together yeah. that you would just have that level of expertise, even at a young age, kind of like a professional athlete, that you have these characteristics and traits about you that would be invaluable to someone like Arthur Anderson or, or a consulting firm or anybody, really. Like right. you, you bring a lot to the table outside of technical skills that we may need to teach you after the musician career, but just all that other stuff yeah. is, is powerful. Right. Absolutely. I think that just practice, 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 yeah. and, and you're never perfect. And, um, and it's okay to learn from your mistakes. You know, uh, that, that all plays into it. Um, and, and I even remember learning that at a very young age, I was never going to be perfect, but sure. actually I was pretty good, even though I wasn't perfect, you know, yeah, and yeah. That, but you just keep working at it. Um, and I think in terms of what we at Covenant Health teach our leaders in terms of inspiring their uh, and leading their team members um, that we make mistakes and we keep practicing. We just keep getting better and better. I know I'm still practicing. Aren't we all? Aren't Indeed. we all? I think that's an amazing, I think that's an amazing philosophy. And if you could build that in more and more healthcare leaders or healthcare team, not healthcare, healthcare HR yep. teams specifically in, in the, the young HR professionals, your middle managers, that it really is about practice, practice, practice. Yep. When you yep. want to get good at your craft, you, it's not just get to a single position or a single point in your career and say, okay, I've, I've learned everything, I've practiced enough. No, it's just a continual, a continual thing that you need to do. Absolutely. Tim, tell us about, uh, articulate for us what employee experience means at Covenant and the message that you send out to your leaders, all the team members. Uh, Can you just paint a picture for us at a high level what that looks like? 
Well, I think that, like I said before, there's a direct connection between, and there's an empirical connection between the employee experience and the patient experience. Yes. Um, and, you know, my priority, our priority at, at Covenant Health right now, especially with the number that COVID did on yeah. all of us, there's nobody listening to this, that COVID didn't it's correct. take a, a pretty big uh, gash out of our sales, so to speak. But um, job one right now is, is um, uh, stabilize and inspire our workforce so they can take care of our patients yeah. And uh, um, financially and culturally, um, we're all feeling it. But if yeah. we're going to get back to where we were and even beyond, um, stabilizing and inspiring our workforce is job one right now. Yeah. I think that's an important point. There's a direct correlation between the patient's experience and the employee experience. I had an, I had an experience as a VP of HR in my past, and I was within ninety day, first ninety days on the job, and I kept getting all these reports of like this particular um, physician's office had a really bad uh, patient like net promoter score. It was not good, and I'm like, well, before we dive into that, let's check on what the employee experience is at that location because they're probably pretty, you know, in tune. Sure enough, they're a hundred percent in tune. And we had, it wasn't that we had to change and start working on what the patient experience was. We had to start working with what the employee experience was because it, it definitely connected. And as soon as you start changing that employee experience for the better, automatically the patient experience starts to change for the better. Absolutely. And if you look at quality metrics, yeah. patient satisfaction metrics, yep. if you don't have inspired and skilled employees and, yeah. and leaders to get them there, the patient experience is going to suffer. Yeah, it's true. It's 100% true. true. Tim, if you could give one piece of advice to folks out there that are beginning the employee experience journey, right? People are walking around at the Asher conference. They probably get back to work. They want to make a difference. Is there any like advice where like, hey, this little thing you could do goes a long ways uh, where they could just start doing it immediately without you know putting together a whole program? Uh, number one for me, um, and again, I, I learned this as a musician, um, is self-awareness, mm, yeah. N- knowing, knowing myself, knowing how people see me stepping out. I remember in a violin lesson, um, with one of my greatest mentors, um, Arthur Tabachnik was his name and I was playing and I was preparing for an audition and, and he said, so can you really hear yourself? I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, you know, when, when you speak, you, you hear from within. He said, but do you know what your voice sounds like if, you know, when, on a tape recorder and it sounds different? He yeah. said, you need to get out in the audience while you're playing and listen to yourself. Huh. The self-awareness, like, in, in terms of how people see me, how I come off to people, so important. And then being able to do something with that. Sure. Control it. Yep. I, I think the other thing is that um, um, humility. Uh, as, as a leader, I found that my team members are, are, are terrific and uh, absolutely being willing to, to ask them for help, say, mm-hmm. you're the expert. Um, 
you, you know more about this than I do. Let's work together on this. Sure. Um, so, um, and then lifelong learning. The older I get, the more I know I have to learn. Uh, but I think those, those lessons, um, as a 16 and a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. I had to learn fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. and, uh, and they were hard lessons. Um, uh, but again, to answer your question, I think those are valuable lessons back then. Know yourself uh, is, yeah. is important. Man, this is great stuff. Yeah. This is really good stuff. The humility piece. I had an experience with that when you're talking about like as a leader, your, your team have great teams. They have things to say. If you're not the expert, they might know something. Absolutely give them a voice. I had that exact experience when I was young. I think I was around 19 or 20 years old. And um, I had some skills in the, the work that, some of the work that I was doing part-time. And two levels of leadership. In a, we were in a specific uh, setting, meeting, if you will. And I made a comment about a certain type of uh, activity that we were doing and, and how, we should, how we needed to do it. And the middle manager said, you be quiet, right? I've, I'll handle this. We've, we've got the, ex- you don't have the experience, right? Or something like that. And his boss, who was also in the meeting, was like, time out. We're going to hear him speak, right? He might have, he, regardless, there might be value added in what, in what Bo has to say. And so I was felt so blessed when I look back that I actually experienced that leader who was giving people uh, a voice. And, and I'm talking, that was 30, over 30 years ago. Right, but right. that was a huge lesson for me as I came up in my career that absolutely everybody has a voice. So I, I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, very important. Very important. Well, I love what you're doing, too, because you're making healthcare a better place uh, for the entire community. Bo and I yeah. talk about this a lot. The healthcare is such a unique industry because every employee is also a customer, a consumer, and it stretches out to their family, their children, what happens next, right? What advice would you give to the folks in HR that are coming up? in healthcare right now? Because I, I think from what you're saying, I can already tell that you're probably leaving Covenant a better place than you found it. Um, and I bet you're pretty passionate about you know the next folks that are coming up. What would you tell them? And I almost look at it as like, what would, what would you teach younger Tim as well? <laughs> I think look for every opportunity, every technique, every tool to connect. Hmm. To connect with your team members, to connect with the people that you serve, um, uh, get to know them. Sure. A- a- again, um, get to make sure that you're sensitive to how they see you. Uh, I-, I think that's really important. And to keep learning, keep learning. You always have a lot you can learn. Be hungry for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. Yeah, that's amazing advice. Yep. Keep learning. Continuous learning. You have to do it. It's where the magic happens. It really is. I love one thing you said. Articulate this again. Did you say the older you get, the more you need to learn? What did, did I? The, more, the older I get, the more I know I have to learn. That yeah. was I, it. I don't have enough lifetimes to get to where I, I can see I need to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard that phrased differently, a little bit differently. Same, same concept. Whereas, like, the smarter I get, the more I learn, the more I realize there's a lot more that I need to learn. Um, so I think that's an amazing journey if you just, in your mind, continuous learning, keep learning, keep going, keep pushing forward, 
Be humble. Yep. Yeah. Great, great, yeah. great advice. Tim, what a great attitude. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's all about attitude. It is all about attitude. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as we wrap things up, we like to give our guests just a moment to say whatever you want. So the floor <laughs> is yours. You can... Tell people happy birthday. You can high five Bo or in person. So normally don't get to do that, but uh, floor is yours. Well, I I guess I I, I would want to thank all the people that have have made such a difference in in my journey. Um, you know, starting with three of the greatest teachers that I've had back as a, as a violinist. Um, uh, my first teacher, Morton Bly, who was a member of the New York Phil. Um, my uh, uh, teacher in college and graduate school, Ernest Zala from Hungary, and Arthur Tabachnik, who was in the U.S. Um, but then also to folks that have I've had an opportunity either to work with or study, um, people like um, Daniel Goldman, and he wrote this incredible book called Primal Leadership. Life-changing. I read it on a beach in Hawaii. Really? Uh, Daniel Pink, who wrote this book called Drive, who helped me really understand what the the value of intrinsic uh, uh, rewards and recognitions over programs and dollars and those types of things. I think uh, last and just as importantly is my team. They're my mentors. Mm -hmm. I learn from them every day, you know, and uh, I, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing. I couldn't be leading what I'm leading without them um and uh so uh thanking all these folks i think yeah, is a that's great good way to send this uh podcast yeah to the next to the next uh, level yep. i think i think for everybody listening luke uh tim what what was just described in this episode tim that you that you are talking about from the employee experience tied to the patient experience if you've ever heard the phrase people first mission always Right. So people kind of get caught up in that. What's that mean? People first, mission always. And I think Tim just explained it super well. It's your mission is taking care of the patients, giving the best patient care you can. That's your mission. And it's always about the mission. And if you put people first, if you put your people first, that mission will be achieved yep. to, the, to the highest quality level that you can possibly achieve it. So I think, I think that was amazing. I, I couldn't episode. agree more. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, Tim, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, I learned some great <laughs> lessons myself here. I know that the listeners yeah. did as well. Uh, if you ever want to come back on and play the violin, right? Or the viola too? <laughs> yeah, so that's a question. Do you still, do you still play? I still play. I nice. still, I, 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 you, you talk about my, my daily rhythm. Uh-huh. I, I start out with a couple of hours of reading, and then I have no rhythm for about 12 to 14 hours. And then I, instead of going to the gym, I fiddle around. So there you that's go. cool. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, if you ever want to come on and play or redo our <laughs> intro music, we're all about it. So that's, yeah, there you go. Wouldn't right. that be great? New intro music. Yeah. New intro Tim music. Yeah. Okay. Custom right. would be great. That's a deal. Custom. All right. Tim, <laughs> Thank you. thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the conference. We'll see you around. But uh, yeah, Asher listeners, that's a wrap.